Sharpie Show. Business Unusual. With Colin Cullis. Many Taylor Swift fans will miss her 52-day tour after huge demand for tickets and ticket sales glitch left many disappointed. The tour comes on the heels of her record-breaking new album, Midnight's. Ticketmaster saying it was cancelling public ticket sales, citing extraordinarily high demands on tickets, systems and insufficient ticket inventory. Uh, to talk to us about this is Colin Cullis uh, on Business Unusual. Colin, welcome again. A huge dominance of Ticketmaster. The company's still still not delivering those tickets for uh, concert fans. Yeah, in fact, the uh, the tour is officially called the Era Tour, but uh, fans, <laughs> given how much trouble they had, have uh, renamed it the Era Tour. Uh, and, and some of the criticism is justified, and some of the issues with Ticketmaster, you know, they, they should answer for. But I'm also mindful that some of these problems are a little bit bigger than Ticketmaster and anybody else. And hopefully if I can run through them with you, perhaps we can uh, come to some understanding of those and maybe even some uh, uh, potential uh, options for improving them. But it covers the sort of things of demand and managing that, uh, the role that bots play. These are automated buying opportunities. Resellers or scalpers, to give them their, uh, their more common name. Uh, dynamic ticket prices and how we feel about those. Uh, and then this monopoly power that you refer to that a Ticketmaster has. So, so let me start with the demand and ask you, would you prefer to buy your ticket outright so you can choose where you sit and how many tickets you want? Or would you say, no, just put me in a lottery and then I know uh, if I get a ticket, I get a ticket. What, what's your view? I definitely know where I'm, uh, I want to know where I'm sitting, especially if I'm paying as much as uh, these concert goers are, are paying for, for these tickets. And, and you are like most of humanity. The challenge, though, is when everybody wants that specific seat and everybody wants to uh, you know, select their specific seat, we get this problem with, well, if you've got a finite number of seats, but not a, a, a greater amount of demand, things get problematic. And I, I remember from uh, the, the 2010 World Cup and, and most World Cups and, and, and big sporting events where they know they've got a limited number of seats, particularly towards the sharp end of the tournament, mm. where everybody wants to go and see the quarterfinals, semifinals and the final. Uh, and there's just no way you can satisfy everybody. Or you have to charge crazy amounts of money, which effectively says, well, most people on the planet will never be able to watch a World Cup game in a stadium. Is what they do is they say, listen, you can, uh, you can uh, put in for uh, a request for up to four tickets per match and up to so many matches in the various stages. And then, then you wait and they'll tell you on which date they will do the lottery. And if you get an email from them, well done, you got it. Now you're not going to be sitting as many, uh, uh, Taylor Swift fans were hours and hours on end, clicking on a website, waiting for it to load. Does it load? Does it say you're waiting? And in this particular case, there were three different sections you had to get to. So first there was an initial login and then you said, yes, I'm logging in. I'm waiting. Then you're going to a, a waiting room and then you're going to a queue and then you see the queue countdown and then finally you can buy the tickets. And for many people, well, let me say many people, certainly too many people, uh, even if they made it all the way through those stages, when it came to actually buying the ticket, they would have got the, sorry, ticket sold out or the ticket you've requested is no longer available, um, making you deeply unhappy. Uh, to use another World Cup comparison, at the beginning of that tournament, there are, you know, at least 32 countries or all think they got a shot of winning the world's greatest prize. By the end of it, there are 31 countries that think this is the worst thing ever because the team <laughs> they've <them> lost. <laughs> they've lost. And this is the kind of catch with one of these things. And Ticketmaster themselves, and I'm quoting their numbers. I haven't seen any other uh, verifications or, or, or validations for it. But they said in this first pre-sale amount, which was supposed to go to Taylor Swift fans, you're supposed to already have registered to say, I love Taylor Swift. There was one and a half million tickets made available for that sale uh, of the two and a half million that were going to be made available. They say they received 14 million different people looking to log in to try and buy a ticket. This so is some crazy. people said, yeah, that is crazy. Uh, and in fact, at one point they said, well, were that the case? If there were actually 14 million people that wanted to attend Taylor Swift concerts at the venues they had available, 
so far, there's just the US tour dates that were announced. Um, then Taylor Swift would have to perform every single night for the next two and a half years. In 900 stadiums. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly 900 events. That would be, that would be un unfair to expect any artist to be able to do that. I mean, she'd make an absolute fortune, but she'd probably, well, I, I doubt she could, she could complete that. And this is where you have to balance then. So if you can't satisfy everybody, how do you find a, a, a fair way to satisfy as many people as, as possible? Now, that's not to say that computers can't handle the demand. I don't know if you've come across Singles Day. I mean, South Africa is about to do Black Friday, but Singles Day puts Black Friday in, in, in the shape. Oh, too shame. Have you come across it? Yes, I okay. think it's, it's, it's so, a Chinese phenomenon, isn't it? Absolutely. So Singles Day was invented kind of because uh, China has this sort of slightly skewed uh, population. Where there's a, a lot more males than females. And so there's a lot of, you know, males that aren't necessarily in relationships uh, and marketers with an eye for an opportunity say, you know, on the 11th of November, so 1111, Have you buy yourself something for yourself? So it's not Valentine's or you buy something for your partner or any other days. On Sing's Day, you buy something for yourself. And they have effectively big discounts, loads and loads of brands. Um, and effectively, 900 million people took part last year. Uh, Alibaba was a little quieter about how well it went this year, possibly because it didn't have the same amazing growth and possibly was at least the same or a little worse. But even so, if they managed to get anywhere near 900 million people in 24 hours taking part to looking to buy something, That still makes uh, Taylor Swift's little one and a half million, even two and a half million, like big deal. You know, that's nothing. But the difference is when you've got 900 million people over 24 hours going on to buy something, they're buying a lot of different products on a bunch of different websites. It's not just Alibaba that does this, although they do the, the lion's share of it. Whereas for the Taylor Swift concerts, you've got only that ticket and you've got a whole bunch of people wanting to buy the same ticket before it sells out. And manage that with a computer is is really quite challenging. Uh, because you can't sell a ticket twice. If you do, you've got bigger problems as a promoter. So But you have to give, uh, you know, all this like, well, you just wait, you just wait, you just wait until finally let one person through. So, okay, which seat do you want? I want that seat. You've got the next three minutes to make sure you give me a credit card to make sure the credit card is valid so you can actually purchase it. Then I give it to you. Then I have to remove it from the pool, let the next guy in. And if he wants the same ticket, say, sorry, it's gone. Now, what do you do with them? Do you put them back in the back of the queue? Do you say, now choose another ticket and then they waste time choosing another ticket? It's a mess. But so here's my thing, uh, Colin. Um, yep. In terms of Ticketmaster, in 2010, it merged, of course, with Live Nation. And we were all expecting this huge system overhaul that's going to have all the fans satisfied with their services. Why has it not worked out, especially in terms of systems and infrastructure? This is Taylor Swift, one of the biggest artists and chart-topping artists in the world. Surely you're expecting a swarm of people to come through and try to get those tickets. Well, in part because they uh, they don't want it to. Uh, when you have this level of demand, uh, you know that the after sales or the, the resales are much sales. higher. Correct. So this kind of bad publicity is good publicity. Um, and so let's let's touch on those uh, those resellers. Um, their opportunity now is to say everybody really wants a ticket more than they've ever wanted a ticket before. And so perhaps those those ticket prices range between, well, it was $50 to about $500. So in South African terms, sort of, what would we at? About 900 Rand up to about 8,000 Rand. The resale tickets start at 8,000 Rand that I saw on Vidigogo and some of these other ones. Whew. When I went into the Ticketmaster reseller prices, they somebody said there are no tickets available at the moment. But they went up to an eye-watering 320,000 Rand for one of the front row tickets at one of the first concerts that's taking place 300,000 rand for a ticket that was marked at 8,000 rand is a crazy big market look maybe i don't get it colin um you know i'm not a taylor swift fan but 300,000 would this be like a vip package at this particular concert 
Yeah, it is one of those sort of very close uh, to the front seats. But again, those resellers will put that ticket available for that price to get me to tell you that number so that other people will repeat that number to make people think that the prices of 8,000 Rand is actually not that bad. When in fact, it is crazy. It should not be 8,000 Rand. Your front row seats should be 8,000 Rand. But you see, this is how the whole psychology skews into how these resellers work. Now, Ticketmaster in South Africa, as far as I can tell them from their website, they said they do not allow for tickets to be resold in South Africa. You cannot pre-buy them for putting them into giveaways, nor can you use them and package them up to say, hey, I've got this VIP package and you get a, a, a ticket to this concert and whatever else, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I can't imagine that it'll be the way they keep it. Uh, because not doing so obviously makes it kind of difficult as as radio broadcasters and m- many other media companies. You typically would say, well, let's go and get some of those tickets, give away to our listeners, etc." That makes for good sense. Now, it's not to say it can't be done, but it'll have to be done with a promoter rather than you going online and buying tickets. And it also means that you can't resell that ticket. Now, that's also a challenge. If you bought a ticket and you were planning to attend something, you probably did spend a fair bit of money for it. Do you think it's fair that you don't get to resell it or you couldn't sell it to somebody else and have them use your ticket? Do you say, well, I bought the ticket. I can't go anymore. I'm going to just rip it up and take the loss. What's your view on that? How would they know that? I mean, when you go to a concert, yes, you might have some form of identification, but you just scan the ticket and you walk through. I mean, how would you know if somebody had has a ticket that's been resold to them? Well, more and more, the, the tickets have got barcodes and the barcodes are allocated to a person and they'll say, listen, you come through there, show me your ID, prove that this is you. Uh, In in other markets, that's been done as much as a safety control where people have sort of uh, been concerned that when you get big groups of people together, somebody might try and, uh, you know, do something, terrorist attacks, et cetera. Um, So that's why the added security is is added on. But for the regular consumer, he says, well, you know what, I'm going to give it to a friend, have them go. And the friend gets there and says, oh, this is going to work. In fact, there was a a, a recent issue with with the promotion that DSTV had. And a lot of people rocked up because somebody took a ticket, cloned what the little access code would be, and, and pretended they were selling them online. So by having somebody with a ticket that isn't valid, you can have a whole bunch of people arriving thinking they've got valid tickets, and then then it's hard for you to say, well, who can and who can't come in if you don't have it actually assigned to a person? And so that's, again, you know, uh, in principle, it sounds nice if everybody just be, you know, (laughs) responsible, but when they're not, it all goes pear-shaped. And so here we have it. And now in the US and many other uh, markets that uh, Ticketmaster operates, the reseller part is a is is thing they advocate. In fact, they got done a couple of years ago. Undercover news agency went in and found it that actually actively looking to have uh, people become resellers. Again, when you have a reseller, they're buying those initial tickets. They're creating demand for later on. They're also giving the promoters the sort of, whew, we've managed to sell the first thousand, two thousand tickets for a particular event. That means they've got cash in the bank. They're not going to go bust. And if you can get them to drive that demand and push the prices up later, well, then, you know, again, there's going to be more people saying, wow, the tickets are selling out really fast. Let's make sure we get ours now and, and move on from there. But the flip side of that is, okay, take out the resellers. Ticketmaster also offers this notion of dynamic pricing. Yeah. That is to say, would you prepare to go to a concert if the tickets were sold away and airline seat is done? And, and they are doing it. And that's to say, if there's a lot of people that want to go initially, then the uh, $50 ticket becomes a $100 ticket. And before you know it, your $100 ticket and you were planning for, you and five friends to go along, but that one guy was hassling you to tell you which day you wanted to go and, or not which day, but you know, can he go, can he go? So you want to get the final numbers in, you got to make the final booking. And now the tickets have all doubled in price. Now the whole group of you, I've had to pay double because one guy decided to take his time and, and the ticket prices have changed. That's also a bit of a problem. The plus though, is that at least the artists in this case, they'll make that money. So if this scalper who has got his 320,000 Rand ticket and he manages to sell it, well, the 8,000 Rand 
to 300,000 rand. That's the difference. And he makes all that money with a dynamically priced ticket. The promoters will still get some of that money, but most of it will go to the artists. So that's the advantage or potential of saying that's where you go. Now, I know you're about to discuss uh, Black Friday and, and those elements, which case I must mention to you then bots. Because if I had to ask you, is it fair? Oh, those dreaded bots. With dreaded bots, or if I ask you, is it fair for a friend or a family member to buy a ticket on your behalf? It's fair. I think it's fair. If I can't do it at that particular time. So what if your friend or family member happens to be a machine? (laughs) Even better, I'll get the tickets. I'll definitely get the tickets. (laughs) And that's what motivates people. So, uh, you know, a a bot can operate like dozens, if not hundreds of people. And with multiple accounts, it can absolutely just hit that machine all the time and guarantee you're going to get what you want. So there is some value in saying, well, why not have a bot? And Black Friday has a lot of these bots that go and look for the deal, wait for the best price and, and help you get those those deals you want. But of course, they also limit other people's ability to do that. So there's a lot more stuff. I'll leave it online. I'm mindful we've got a time constraint. So let me give you a couple of solutions. If there was more transparency about the cost and availability of tickets, then at least you'd, you'd be able to balance that demand and let people know ahead of time, look, there are only going to be two and a half million tickets. One and a half million of you already fans. Start tempering your uh, 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 potential need for this. Start pre-sales in a different kind of way. Sell them in smaller batches, which they sometimes do anyway, to get demand up. Uh, that would be one option. Mix up lottery tickets versus buy your ticket outright. So those who want to pay at a low price, you go in the lottery. If you want to stump up and pay top dollar, by all means, pick your seat. Uh, but there's only going to be some of them, or you're going to have to pay a lot. I would say remove reselling, but allow for the resale for those who can't attend. Uh, big sporting tournaments, like I know the tennis tournaments, they actually limit that you can only buy from the from the tournament itself. And if you can't go, you give the ticket back to them and they will sell it for you. If nobody takes it, sorry, you lost your money. But if somebody does want to take it, they will return the money to you. The ticket gets reallocated for somebody and that's all good. That, that's kind of good. You need to limit the amount of bots that are in the mix. Uh, some of them might not be bad, but that's the notification. Yeah. Say, jump in the queue and we'll let you know when it's your turn to buy. That'll be that'll be useful. But that's the the, the extent of it. Um, from, from a consumer side using bots, I think that's going to be kind of bad. And then the biggest one, Artists simply need a better way to balance where their revenue comes from. It used to be a mix of, uh, you know, revenue you got from uh, music sales, but that's kind of fallen through because streaming revenue is nothing. They rely on the concerts to make the money. And if that's so much uh, heavily influenced over there, and then you add on top of that, as you said, uh, Live Nation uh, buying Ticketmaster, and now they own half of the venues where they are, you effectively got no option if you want to be uh, an artist and know that you can have a well-run uh, event and have people be safe when they're there and trust that when they buy a ticket, they're going to get uh, access to the thing, that you will have this monopoly forming. And so all of this stuff comes together to say it's a way more complex than we thought. Uh, and for those who did manage to get tickets, I hope they enjoy their, their concerts in 2023. Well, brilliant. That's uh, Colin Cullis, uh, of course, giving us business unusual, looking at the complicated world of buying tickets and selling tickets of course we'll all be concert goers over this festive season trying to get to our favorite events my advice be first in line and if you can't try get a bot